0: So, what I'm talking about is honoring God by becoming your best self. Honoring God by becoming your best self. The theme is based on Ephesians chapter 2, which says that we are his handiwork or his workmanship. And uh, this really is referring to persons who have accepted Christ as their savior and who now consider themselves Christians or who consider themselves Christians because anyone that believes on the name of the Lord, that calls the name of the Lord will be saved. So whatever mechanism you came to arrive at your understanding of your status of uh, Christianity, then through the process of receiving Jesus and allowing him to be not just savior but Lord, then that's the miracle of salvation and we are then his workmanship to do good works. All right? it's, it, there's, a, there's a purpose for being his handiwork or workmanship. It is to do good works, all right? There's a passage of scripture I um, can't remember exactly where it is now, but it says evil people don't sleep well at night until they do some evil. Oh, you go read it, it's there. Evil people can't, they, 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 they're uncomfortable, they did some evil for the day. And my question whenever I have mentioned that passage of scripture to good Christian people is, you don't consider yourself evil, you consider yourself good, So can you go to sleep at night, without having done some good for the day? That's always the challenge. Because in this universe that we dwell in, in this world, there is good and evil. There's right and wrong. There's always going to be the opposite of whatever it is. So the forces are there, and so, What are you promoting? You know, Jesus said, you're for me or you're against me? You're for me or you're against me? There's no middle ground with God. You're for me or you're against me? Now he understands, he understands what your struggle is, but you're for me or you're against me. And then uh, two other passages of scripture I'd like you to just ponder on. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 it says, Be not conformed to this world the, the way you used to do it, but be ye transformed by the renewing, it's an ongoing process of your mind. Too, too often we think in terms of finishing rather than of process. Okay? So the renewing of your mind, wherever you arrive today, is uh, the platform for where you're going for the rest of the day and leading you into tomorrow. This is not the end. You could be here for a thousand lifetimes and you'll never know everything about anything. All right, And, and yes, Jesus said be perfect even as I am perfect, but that perfect is not perfection because in, in, in the way humans would imagine to be perfect, flawless and all of that completed, that purpose is mature because we can't even imagine perfect. We have no ability to imagine perfect because that's in the realm of God and not the realm of man. Everything that we have is limited and imperfect. Everything that we do is going to lack something. The passage of scripture that I am most impressed with in the Bible is when the man who had the son who had epilepsy, it was determined that he had a son who, was, who had epilepsy and he brought the son to be healed to the disciples. And he took them to the, the disciples and this, they couldn't heal him. So he came to Jesus and he said, I, I didn't want to bother you, you know. I I took my boy to the disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Can you heal him? And so Jesus, the wonderful physician that he is, started taking a history. He said, how long has this been going on? And he said, since he was a boy. He's thrown himself down. He'd hurt himself in the fire. He said, but yeah, 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 but can you heal him? Jesus looked at the man and said, if you can believe, anything is possible. Now, let's let's understand that Jesus is establishing a principle (laughs) because he's not gonna say it to him and not say it to you and you and you and you. So he says, if you can believe, anything is possible. And listen to the response that this man gives. Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief, okay? So here's a man realizing that his belief can't be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. <laughs> Even if I have 98%, Lord, give me the 2% if it can heal my boy. If I have 70, put in the 30 for me. If I have 50, put in the 50 for me. Nothing that we have is going to be perfect, entire, complete, wanting nothing. And we must we must understand that. And so that's why we must understand the process and what we have to go through and look forward to not only enjoying where we've arrived at today, but looking forward to where we can go even further, even how we can be even better tomorrow. And the other passage of scripture, James chapter 1, verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Uh, I, pre- I preached a sermon once called "The Book of Quotes," and uh, I held up the Bible and I said, um, uh, "This is the Bible, and I know you quote from it." I said, "Everybody has a favorite quote," and everybody said, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." So you get everybody just mentioning their favorite quote, you know. So I said, "Okay, okay, okay." I said, "Now, do you when?" You are asked by someone to give counsel to that person. How often do you use quotations from the Bible to counsel them? Oh, yes, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I said, and how many of you, like me, once you have told that person and given that counsel, realize you're not doing it yourself? Silence. I mean, it was thick, and I said I am happy for the silence. I said, but you know, the word is to be performed. It's not just to quote. It's not just to have in mind. You, You can't get fat with the word. You know, you got a lot of word, but you're not putting it to use, all right? What you have to do is start with something. Take one verse, one passage, and say, okay, today, I'm gonna do that, or this week I'm gonna do that. That's how you grow, that's how you not be conformed, but be transformed, and that's how you are doers, not just hearers, that's how you prevent deceiving yourself. So what are the challenges for today's society? Well, there are many. But well, I'm going to choose a few. This is not the exhaustive list. We only have a certain amount of time. And so, in the next four hours. <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all wait. Good. <laughs> we only have a. <laughs> my, my boy just recovering from the shock. <laughs> uh, but in the time we have, let's see what we can do. Trust me, if we're doing the work of God and we're doing it according to his will, there's always enough time and you always will get what you're supposed to get. Let's not worry about that, okay? But what you have to do is be receptive. So the family is not as important as it used to be. I I grew up in a house where we had grandfather, grandmother, aunt, uncle, four children. Mother, father, four children. That's already what? 14 people I mentioned? Plus, we usually had a foster child and a, an uncle that would come and visit you. It could be anywhere from 16 to 18 people sitting at the breakfast table in the morning. Anywhere from 16 to 18. And my grandfather, who was Reverend Dr. T.W. Donson and Bishop of Native Baptist Diocese at that time, St. John's. Uh, cathedral on Meeting Street, he would sit at the head of the table, and uh, his wife would sit to his right, my father, his wife, my uncle, and and adults sat in chairs. When you were children, you sat on benches, (laughs) okay? And my grandfather was like E.F. Hutton. Anybody here remember the E.F. Hutton arts? Okay, when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens, I go, look up the Oli effort Nads, you'll see what I'm talking about. And my grandfather's a quiet, godly man. But when he, <clears throat> when he did that, everybody shut up. Everybody turned and looked. And he said what he had to say in one or two little clip sentences and went back to Eden. And then the conversation started again because we just respected and revered almost his counsel, what he had to say, what came out of his mouth. You know, unfortunately, not too many young people, and I'm not saying all, today, look to older, wiser, more experienced people because them, them old people, mandated and had their time. Okay, there's lots to learn. Age and experience are not held in high esteem. All right, we just talked about. Materialism is the current standard, yardstick. How much I have, what I drive, where I live, what I own, okay? Nothing wrong with all of those uh, celebrating those. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I always want more and better, all right? But the question is, If you take away my car, if you take away my house, if you take away whatever it is that I'm puffed up with, then do I lose value in my own eyes? Uh, Am I like the 10 spies rather than the two? You remember the 10 spies says we are like grasshoppers in their eyes and in our eyes too, (laughs) okay, all right? Because my car has a value because I drive it. It has a market value, but its real value is because I own it and drive it. My house has a market value, but its real value is because I own it and live in it. So take my house, take my car, my value isn't diminished. I can always get another car, can always get another house. There are so many people who will tell you how many times they have lost everything and then come back. I'm talking about really rich, famous people. Okay. The way we use technology and social media has eroded the foundation of civility. I didn't say technology and social media. I said the way we use it. And it, it, it took us years to realize what was happening. That nothing was Intimate and, and personal anymore. You could you could do this and do that. You can cuss somebody out on, and you can leave, uh, post things and 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 malign their character. And you could do all sorts of nasty and evil things on social media, or you can just leave a note and said well, you know, or somebody would send me an email and and then weeks later said. Uh, you didn't respond to my email. I said, did I get it? How you know it didn't go to my junk mail? If, you're, if it's the first time you're sending me an email, how come this is your introduction of yourself to me sending me an email? When you can pick up the telephone or you know where I am, you can come and see me face to face. And when you're not face to face and having to deal with the reaction that's coming from people, you, you're not really challenged to, to deal with what's happening right now. You can send, press send, and then go about your business. There's no challenge, there's no growth. So civ- civility and social competence, right? I don't want to spend too much time on that, but I want to make sure that I mention it. Uh, relationships focus on ownership and leverage, not the execution of roles. Ownership. All right. Now who, who's smart in here? Raise your hand. Any smart people? Anybody raise your hand? There's a bunch of dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody raise your hand for me please. Thank you. <laughs> Even still I only had about six people. I'm praying for you. <laughs> All right. But. I thought I relationship was spelled R-E-L-A-T. I, you understand? Not O-W-N-E-R, S-H-I-P. There are lots of murders that take place that have to do with this whole concept of that's my man, that's my woman. You, you understand what I'm saying? You ask the police to give you the statistics about how many murders take place that are directly the result of these pathological attitudes and relationships. And so you have to understand the greatest gift to you from God is free will to choose. With it, you can choose His Son, you can choose life or death, blessings or curse, you can choose salvation or not. You know, in, in, in Revelation, He said, I, I wish you were hot or cold. Uh, be something but just don't be in the middle but free will to choose is the gift from God that he gave you that he will not interfere with because God was not absent in the garden of Eden he was not absent, he was there when the woman was considering what the serpent was suggesting he was there when she considered and she took a bite and gave to her husband with her who did eat he was not absent, because he is omnipresent. So if you can't be omnipresent and be absent at the same time, and so the thing is, the principle of free will is what God had to respect, because he laid the foundation down of the principle of free will. So, yeah, Garden of Gethsemane, same principle when Jesus is saying. I don't want to do this and I have some theological ideas about <laughs> what it was that he didn't want to do but that's not for this time. But I don't want to drink this bitter cup. You heard silence from heaven because God can, couldn't interfere, the father couldn't interfere with whether or not Jesus chose to submit his will, this is a very important thing I'm saying now, to the will of the father. That's very, very important. And equality was established by Adam when God presented the female to him and he said whoa I like that (laughs) he said I shall call her woman she is taken out of man she is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh in fact We are equal, okay? So gender equality was established right then and there. Now, what is the equal all about? The equal is about free will to choose because roles and responsibilities are not equal. Don't bring the child to me to breastfeed. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do it for you, you understand? Roles and responsibility are all different, so we have to understand the differences and celebrate them, but understand that there is equality at all times, free will to choose in all cases at all times. And then sensationalism is the order of the day. I wish we had more headlines that talked about the good. Good is happening in this country. Good is happening in this country. I wish we had those as headlines. Okay? Because we don't. Because that doesn't sell. And why doesn't it sell? Because you. No, 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 no. no. Don't say it to me. You mean the Bahamian people, the people who buy the newspapers. If you had just good, these people did well, watch how the, the, the viewership would drop. The number of papers sold would go down. So they run a business, I understand that. But there's a responsibility I still think that the media has to understand what's going on in society and to help build and not break down. Okay? And then, phew, public officials are generally not good role models. I just leave that right there and I say no more about that. <laughs> so, when you are assessing your stage of development, what factors do you use? When you're saying, okay, if, if you're saying I want to be my best self and I'm assessing now whether or not I am or which, where I am in, in that, what, what do you use? Do you use the works that you do? Okay, oh, I I'm 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 developed and I'm good because of my works. Do you use the fact that you're diligent? You know, a diligent person is hardworking and persistent, reliable. Okay. Do you use your church attendance? Every time church opens, you there. Open it, close it. Do you use that? Are you a humble person? Is humility the mark of development? Okay. Do you use age? You know, yeah, people do. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. You know, um, I'm. I' too old for this, and I' too old for that. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. Whatever age you're at, you are child to the man or woman you can become. Everybody heard that? Whatever age you're at now, you are child to the man or woman that you can become, and hopefully you are becoming. Because there's no matured. There's only maturing. There is no matured. Now I know this may play with some of your concepts. But if you just leave yourself open to consider, you may find it worthwhile considering You have lots of talent. Everybody says how talented you are, Okay, I watched the match between uh, Roger Federer. I don't know if you watch tennis. Its uh, finals is on today in the Miami Open. And a young uh, teenager from um, maybe just turned 20 called Denis Shapovalov. Brilliant, talented, left-handed tennis player. And, you know, Canada is in real good shape because they have two young teenagers that, are, that made the semifinals of the Miami Open. The other fellow, um, Felix Auger-Aliassime, Alessim, is even younger than he is, just turned 18 the other day, and they both, two Canadian youngsters, made the semifinals. But Denis Shapovalov, with all his talent and with all his ability, that brought him through the rest of the matches when he met Roger Federer, who is the greatest of all time. Federer just gave him a tennis lesson. <laughs> you know? And you can see the difference between the knowledge and experience and the, the how to handle and manage the stress of the competition. You could see it, it's there. And that's not something you can quantify. And it's not something you can describe in any way that people will understand what you're talking about. But it's there to be seen. Is it your ability? You're now developed, you have such experience, you have ability to do A, B, C. Do you say, okay, because of my ability and because I'm relied on, is it your anointing? Is it your achievements? How do you assess it? School attendance, all right? So you went from church attendance now to school attendance because now you you show up first and you're always there. You Diligently, you get all A's. Okay. You just recently got a promotion and now you're next to the CEO or the CEO. Have you arrived? See, we use a lot of of standards and parameters to, to cause ourselves to think about ourselves in certain ways, and there's no balance to it. Because you might be over here in one thing, but down here in another thing. And so let's look at what it is that we need to do uh, in order to bring balance to our approach to looking at our best self. Is it financial success or status? We mentioned that. All right, let's let's talk about some of the hindrances to developing your best self. Sense of being mature, okay? (laughs) I'm a grown man, I'm a grown woman, all right? Adulthood does not confer maturity on anybody. You ever see 70-year-olds sulking and sucking (laughs) teeth? They do it. Because if they were doing it all along, they're not gonna stop doing it just because they hit 70. That's not a magic number for anything. You're supposed to maybe grow out of that, but no, whatever you do, you will keep doing. When you think about habits, there's one thing you have to remember. What you feed will live. What you starve will die. All right? And if you don't want a habit to stay, then you have to pick it out and starve it. (laughs) Because if not, if you're not starving it, you're feeding it. Your fear of change. Everybody wants, all right, this is the way I am. This is the way I am. All right? how could you be I am and God is I am oh excuse me oh so you, you're not I am <laughs> you, 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 could, you have a name you have a name but what name does God have for you you know that even David with his closeness to God didn't know what name to give to the son that he and Bathsheba had. The second son. The first one died, remember? Okay. He called him Solomon. Eh? They called him Solomon. You know him as Solomon. What did God call him? Jedediah. God sent the same Nathan who brought judgment in the Uriah case. We know the case of Uriah. And said, Name the boy Jedediah, beloved of the Lord. So, yes, his parents had a name. His earthly parents had a name for him, Solomon. But God had another name for him. Have you ever wondered what name God has for you? Have you ever asked him? That's a wonderful meditation this upcoming week. What's your name for me, Lord? And see if you can discover that. I discovered mine. I'm not going to tell you what it is. My family knows what it is. They, my family right here, uh, is sitting up front. And I shared to them how I came about that discovery. Shared with them. Okay. But it's important. All right. The fear of change will hamper you. Right. So let's make sure that you understand that change has to take place in order for you to become your best self. Then there's reluctance to do the things that change requires. So you're moving from fear of change to the acknowledgement that change must take place and you see what needs to happen, but uh, you, you, you don't want to do it, right. Why? Because you're gonna be, you have to stop from being comfortable. comfortable. And and you know, comfort seeking is the best way to come last, <laughs> or not succeed. All right. When I used to train, then you all your buttocks and thigh muscles tied up, and your chest busts And the coach would say, "Okay, we still got two more to do," you know. And that's the way you got your fitness. That's the way you expanded. I remember uh, training for. Meet and uh, I, I talk about this uh, quite quite often. And uh, Keith Parker was training me, and he said, "Look, you have to have be able to jump as well on the sixth jump as on the first jump." Okay? You don't know where you're going to be. It's six jumps. So, if it was one on the first jump and you are ahead, then everybody go home. But it's six jumps, and so we were training, training, training over and over and over, and if my stride length was lengthening after four, I have to do some more wind sprints, right. so I could get fitter. The discomfort and uncertainty that attends growth is what keeps us back from growing. Uh, this sense of being mature, this fear of change, worrying about the discomfort, but this, you have to be willing to push through if you want to make a breakthrough. Comparing yourself to others is a sure way <laughs> to, to get problems. Because comparison, I saw a quote, is the death of true self-contentment. Comparison is the death of true self-contentment. How can you compare yourself to anybody <laughs> when there is no basis for comparison. Are you hearing me now? There is no basis for comparison. The world I live in is here. The world everybody else lives in is here. Nobody has access to that world except you and God. We share a geographical world space, and we interact in that geographical world space. But I can't taste peas and rice in your mouth. And you can't taste peas and rice in my mouth. And no matter how much you describe to me how good it tastes and we're eating out the same part, you do not have any clue what I mean. Why? Because you cannot. My world, the way I understand and see God, the way I relate to God, is unique to me in the history of the universe. You know how special that makes you. Why wouldn't you want to become your best self, since you are the only one who ever was and whoever will be? It's not like you. It never will be, and even if it was like, it won't be the same. This is a challenge, but it causes you to realize how unique you are. First, before you can now press on to becoming. That which God will have you to become. What name does he want me? What, what good works has he planned for me? Because he's, we are his workmanship to do good works. But he has works set for me that he didn't set for you. You do your work, I do mine. And then we may find ourselves following someone else's agenda. Okay? No fundamental principles, no reference point. We all, as Christians, we say we use the word of God as, a, uh, as, as our reference point, the principle, but you don't understand a passage of scripture the way I understand it, okay? When I was telling people what time to be here and I told them 10.30, everybody could understand 10.30. We could have an agreement on 10.30. Things that are, that are quantifiable, things that you can count and weigh and measure, You don't have any disagreement about. But things that have to do with concepts and qualifiable, yeah, there's a difference now. So you have to, what did Jesus say? Be it unto you what? According to your faith. Uh, Not the faith of the person next to you. Be it unto you according to your faith. All right. No written values. You gotta write your values down. No clear goals. Now, these are some, I'm not saying everybody doesn't. You may have some, you may not have it. But where you find there is a lack, then you have to fill in the gaps. Because your goals must be clear and they must have the power to cause you to plan and execute. Okay? Poor planning. Or trying to do too much first, all right? We, we know about that, and, and that's not a bad thing. It's just that you have to recognize, I'm doing too much, and then make sure you organize your day within the confines of your limit. You can only do so much, then go to sleep, okay? <laughs> lack, poor planning, lack of prioritization. You know the Pareto Principle? Everybody knows the Pareto Principle? The 80-20 rule? All right? All right, you remember Why Did I Get Married in the movie? Okay, <laughs> the 80-20 rule, okay. If you focus on the first two in the priority, that'll usually take care of 80% of your results. All right? 20% of the products in business give you 80% of the profits. of the people who work for you produce 20%, 80% of the productivity. This is the 80-20 rule, Pareto principle. Poorly managed emotions. Whoa, we could spend all day on that one. I'll come back to that. And then bad habits. What are bad habits? Uh, Habits that you don't have control over, you know. All day, everything you're doing one of three these three things: you're reinforcing a habit that's established, you're introducing a new habit, or you're modifying an, a, an old habit. Everything you do, it's either reinforcing an old habit, modifying an old habit, or it's establishing a new habit. Now you have to be aware of what the habit is, and that habit may simply be the way you think about something. Now, thinking is a habit. Thinking is an activity. We don't think about it that way, but it is. And something happens. There is an instant emotional reaction to it with a thought. That's a habit. Examine it. If you don't examine it, it becomes reinforced because you find yourself sometimes ten minutes down the road having been distracted by this. Now, focusing on you say, wait, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be doing this. Focus, very important. So, some areas to develop. Your meditation and your prayer life. That's so important. Every day, put aside time to meditate and to pray. To meditate and pray. Spend time alone with God. That's your spiritual development. Church attendance is wonderful in terms of our religious um, relationships and are making sure that we do not neglect fellowshipping with the brethren. But your individual growth and your relationship with God comes from your meditation and your prayer life. Submission. Wow, this is how we get all our miracles. First miracle was wrought because Jesus submitted to the will of his earthly parent. Okay. When she came and told him, they run out of wine, you know, son. He said, what I got to do with me? You know? And I could see Mary now. Mary just turned. So, you know, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. <laughs> he pointing back like that. That's my boy. I raise him. <laughs> <laughs> and because he did it with the able attitude and not the Cain attitude, the miracle was wrought. What's the difference between the able and the Cain attitude? Simply put. Cain Came, don't let's not let's give Cain. He came, he was obedient and he brought an offering, but he expected God to be pleased. Get it? Abel came, brought an offering, wanting to please God. You see the difference? And so many times we do things expecting people to be pleased. If we do things wanting to please people, that's fine, that's an excellent motive, All right. Very important in terms of submission. Teamwork. We've got to learn how to work in teams. Now, <coughs> you, you've heard there is no I in team, right? Uh, you repeated that, right? Well, I'm sorry. There is an I in team. N- not the way you spell it. But everybody in the team is an I, an individual. And when you you pay attention to and respect the contribution of each I in the team, and then you get them to submit to and work towards a common goal, then you get good teamwork. But you got to respect the I's in the team. So there is an I in team. If I'm a team member, I'm one of the I's. Communication skills, gotta develop those. Know what to say, when to say, but always, you know, making sure that you speak the truth in love and that you're open, honest, respectful, all right? That's a whole day's workshop. Managing conflict. What is conflict? Simply differences. And when do we have differences? All the time. Conflict is a norm, agreement is rare. <laughs> uh, conflict is simply an opportunity to learn more about this issue than you did before the conflict arose. That's discussion time now. So how you see it? Oh, I didn't see it like that. Now, if you listen, you'll learn. But if you want, see, everybody has a script, and they expect people to follow their script. I, 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 I won't mash too many corns. Right? But uh, I see some of the husbands and wives looking at each other. <laughs> That's right, it's a good time to do that. I'm looking at you all. <laughs> but your script is your script. Uh, you know, I often ask uh, couples, I said, I, when the couples come, and I said, okay, you want to work on this relationship? Okay. I, good, the, we can work. Do you tell her I love you? I asked the man, he said, yes, Doc, I tell her I love all the time. And I said, do you say to him, I asked the woman, I love you? She said, yes, I love you. I say okay, tell each other I love you. And they say, I love you, I love you, Shagher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I said, now, to the woman, I said, well, what does he mean? Well, he means, um, I said, what does he mean? I say, you know what you mean. I say, the problem is when he says, I love you too, you expect that he means what you mean. So what happens now, a set of expectations about his behavior develops. And when he doesn't do the way you think it should be done, you say to yourself, you don't love me, you know. (laughs) You don't love me. But he loves you his way. You should find out from him what he means when he says, I love you. And then that means this is what I'm willing to do. And when you discuss it that way and you bring that commitment to the table and then you then negotiate to meet each other's needs at the point of their need because that's what good relationship building is all about and you'll find better results. You have to develop your physical self. You must do some exercise every day. This three times a week, will not cut it. Some exercise I didn't say walk the bridge, some exercise, some jumping jacks, some push-ups, some sit-ups. All right? Get your heart rate beaten up, heartbeat up for about 10 to 15 minutes, and sustain it there, and you'll do well. While you cut down the portions on the plate. Oh, Lord, this Sunday, I say <laughs> it the wrong day. T- I say it the wrong day. You know, Sunday's when you eat the most. <laughs> Look, if you're sitting down and you're full, you had too much tea. To Simple as that. Always get up from the table knowing that you could have eaten a little bit more. So between that and your daily exercise, because if you, if you only exercise three times per week, then you should only eat three times per week. (laughs) Oh, you all won't do that. (laughs) Uh, I ain't stepping on your foot, eh? (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) And then you must be a, a lifelong learner. You must be curious. You must educate yourself. You must read. You must study, you must be curious. You must want to know, you know, I ask my daughter, I say, okay, what does that word mean? I see her now, automatically she'll look it up because the, the habit is there. Any new word, and then not just look it up and, and learn it, but apply it in a sentence. Or if, you, uh, if, we, if we're going and visit in any country or any region, we'll read up about the history, we'll read up uh, about what's going on currently. If it's a new language, we might learn some of the words before we even get there so we can enjoy it better, have a better understanding of what's happening with people. But you gotta be a lifelong learner. Relationship with spouse, family, and friends. And I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this repeatedly. All relationships, whether that is with God, with your spouse, with your children, with friends, require courtship. Why do you think God talked about David the way? David courted God all the time. All those psalms that's caught in God. Any psalm you can think about. Courtship. An expression of care. Of love. But concern. Okay. Courtship. All relationships. You know. My, with my male friends or, or any other friends that I have. I almost said female friends, but my wife can come up here and slap me. <laughs> 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 uh, but with male or female friends, you have to find out how they're doing. It doesn't, you don't have to do it all the time. You know, I have friends here. I go, how are you doing? What's happening? You know, Just... Checking on you. Thinking about you. Okay? Concern that you're doing well. Expressing it. Courtship. Don't leave courtship out. Develop your vocation. Be the best at what you're doing. So many people are doing things and because the pay isn't what they want or it isn't... No, 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 no. You're preparing yourself for what is coming next. So if you're not... Well, I think it was Martin Luther King who said if you're a sweet street sweeper on the northern side of the road, be the best street sweeper on that side of the road, okay? Yeah, that's the principle. Your habits, your discipline. Uh, discipline is the way you develop habits. Everything is discipline, all right? Remember I said you're either developing a new one, you're modifying an old one, or you're reinforcing an old one, Okay? And for us who are Christians, we have to be thinking intently about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. So important. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, kindness. All right. Self-control. Against such there is no law. Time management, practically. This is the thing that if you don't do this well, then you're wasting a lot of life. Because I spell time, L-I-F-E. And everything you do, you have to involve your T-I-M-E or L-I-F-E. You cannot do anything without it using up a chunk of your L-I-F-E. Therefore you have invested or you have spent your life engaged in this, like this morning you're here. You're spending a chunk of your life. Why aren't you committed to coming away with the best you can from this service? I don't care what you think about me or the church environment or whatever it is, you have to come not regularly and routinely because anything you do regularly becomes routine, and then it loses its attraction, and it loses its importance. But you have to l- learn how to make yourself enthusiastic about the situation, as though you're going on a trip. You know how you do when you're going on a trip? You got your passport, you got your ticket, you got your money, All right? You set it aside. So later on, you, come, you, get, you check your passport, you check your ticket, you count your money again, All Right? <laughs> Same as you had that time, right? (laughs) right. But we get so excited about what we're going to do and what we're going to enjoy in the tomorrow. And remember, tomorrow is only a concept. It doesn't exist in reality. Only today is reality. But you get so caught up in what is going to happen tomorrow that you're excited today. And so you wake up enthusiastically and you wake up energized but you could do that every day by being enthusiastic and and enthusiastically planning for tomorrow and please finish a lot of people start and for whatever reason discouragement uh, naysayers or you know bureaucratic red tape you know how long it took me to get my business license? <laughs> I mean, I had to get it, so. But other than that, if I didn't need it, I might just have abandoned it and <laughs> you know. Okay, we're winding down. Where do I start? Well, you start with the mirror exercise. You, 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 your self-image, your self-esteem, introspection, stock-taking, your strengths and challenges. What helps, what hinders? You, you really have to jot these things down. This, this is a work you're doing on yourself. You do work for other people, and you take time and you detail it, and you do work for work, and you take time and you detail it. Well, Self has to come above all of these things because it's self that you're using to do all these other things. What resources do I need? Right. Whose advice should I seek? What help do I need? I know one time, I, my first son, he, uh, did, he did some water and softening things and products, and he, 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 he put in a bid for a contract, and lo and behold, they gave him the contract. He won the bid, and then he realized, whoops, I can't do this, and <laughs> <laughs> the money's good, but I don't have the help, and I don't have the resources to get started. So he had to go back and say, look, I, I thank you and appreciate it, but, and he had to be honest that, even though he knew what to do, he didn't have the resources to get it done. Not only knew what to do, knew how to get it done. Seriously missed, serious missed opportunity. Have I enlisted the cooperation and understanding of my mate? That's so important if you have a mate to enlist the cooperation and understanding. That's conversation. All right. Or get yourself an accountability partner. An accountability partner is so good, you make yourself accountability to that person. Say, look, I'm starting to do some daily exercise. All right. And I want to get fit. And my, 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 my heart rate is... Resting is 86. I want to get that down to 76 in three months, Okay, And so get yourself an accountability partner. You check on me every other day. Find out if I'm doing my exercises on a regular basis. Yeah. You make yourself accountable. So when they call you, you're a VEX. (laughs) Or you shouldn't be. (laughs) And then ask yourself, what is my motive for doing what I'm doing? That's so important. My motive is important. See, if I know your motive, I, I could tolerate anything you do. So your method not, might not be what I really want, but I know what your motive is. Uh, I always tell my, my family, look, whatever I do, it's because I love you and want better for you. Now, now you might see what I'm doing, and you're, eh, that's okay. But understand my motive. Okay. All right. Cultivate... Adopt an attitude of humility. Humility says, simply, I don't know everything. That's all. I know a lot. I may know a lot about a lot of things, but I don't know everything, and I certainly don't know everything about anything. Acknowledge how far you are away from perfection. There's only one I am. You have a name, okay? You could say, my name is. But You're not am, you're in development. Only God is immutable. See, the am talks about static and finished, okay? And certainly don't say, I am angry, (laughs) because that means, I'll I'll deal with that in a little bit. Keep asking God for guidance all the time. Accept that this is a process and a lifelong endeavor Establish written principles and values. Establish priorities to help with decision making. We're just going over some of the stuff I said before just by way of recapitulation. Understand the value and benefit of developing trust in your relationships. Now, what's trust? Trust is I don't know. I don't have to trust this lady sitting here. But if I was outside and I asked about her and they told me she's sitting Right in the church in the front, I don't have to trust. They tell me the truth. Why? Because I don't know it. Too often we want to establish trust based on what we know. Well, as soon as you know, uh, there's no need to trust anymore. You know now. Okay? Always be ready to forgive. Forgiving others so that your heavenly Father may do what? Forgive you. All right? This is probably one of the most important things I'm saying for the morning. Do not check on how you are feeling to see how you are functioning. How you're feeling is how you're feeling. That's gonna come and it's gonna go. It's gonna pass. That's not how you function. Determine how you function. You think I wanna get up and go to work every day? (laughs) you have to be joking. In fact, every time I hear a plane flying, I vex, because I ain't on the plane. <laughs> I love to travel, boy. And God ain't give me the billions yet so I could just travel, you know. But it's coming. <laughs> uh, so don't check on your emotions you know, to see how you're functioning. And never let emotions do the driving. making decisions and choices for you. You don't want Stevie Wonder driving your car. Don't let emotions do the driving. Subordinate, have the emotion. Examine it. Understand that the emotion tells you something about you, not something about the situation. It tells you something about you, not something about the situation. I'm going to repeat that. It tells you something about you and not the situation. Okay? Welcome the challenge of learning and growing and the discomfort that comes with it. What's what's the... A popular phrase we have, no pain. No pain. Ah, we say it, but we don't want the pain. They say everybody won't go to heaven, but ain't nobody want. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Enlist the help of people you trust to give you feedback. Feedback, once accepted, can do you good. It doesn't mean that because you're accepted, you agree. But the only way it can do you good is when you accept it. Prioritize areas for development. Start with the number one priority. Develop and activate your plans. Stay disciplined. That's an important thing during the process, to stay disciplined. Celebrate and encourage yourself. That's so important. You know, when David came back and all his family and all, he came back from fighting and everybody gone. Now his, his boys turn on him, so just left him. So he had to encourage himself. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself because no one else is there to encourage you. We're happy when others encourage us, but sometimes you have to do it all by yourself. But most important, in your search for your best self, please, have your goals, have your plans, but you present them to God and you say, Lord, not my will, thy will be done. Amen.